ass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. I woke up, then I logged in to that Urban X where they be flexing with that blog in. Put it down, cause my little homie called in. Had to bail him out, he in trouble with the law again. Black skin can't win in the white world. Seen a brother kill his own kid for that white girl. We ain't wanna go to school, but we had to. Every February, it was scary in them classrooms. Shimmy y'all, shimmy gay. Old dirty bastards can't own dirty slaves, so they own dirty masters. Black dot found the pot as a youngin' broke it down for his son, and now he's serving to the masses. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Excellence, a product of my residence From four score to 44, Obama was the president I told mama I ain't trying to go to church I'm like Adam, every Adam is a product of the dirt And I've been reaping what he showed I got the product, got the dirt And I can teach you what I know But then you got him put in work You in trouble if you waiting on the government I told my bro I make it out the hood And that's a covenant Peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of the Urban X Experience. I'm blacked out in the building to my left, the legendary Cam Bada. Let's clap cheer, that up. Cheer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's clap that up right away, baby. Oh you already know goodness. what it is. We came to bring that heat for you today. I'm so excited. We've been trying to hook up for a minute. You know what yes, I mean? Sir. Scheduling and this and that. Um, so I'm so glad you're in the building. Uh, we're going to brace ourselves because we're going to talk hip-hop. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk a whole bunch of things. That piece that you just saw, that was my daughter, Odyssey. Uh, guys, I was so moved by her words. She wrote an essay for her college. And when I read it, I was moved. I was truly moved, so I had to sit down and uh, bring her words to life. And I want to thank Wifey. You already know she did the shooting, the editing, the filming, you know, she hooked it all up and kind of gave it some life. And I, I'm really proud of my daughter because for years, growing up in a predominantly Dominican neighborhood, she had a hard time identifying with being black, you know, mm. all the Dominicans and this and that. And I would have these intense conversations with her. And she'd be like, Dad, that's not the way it is. It ain't really what it's, what it's about, this and that. And then when she got to high school, it started clicking for her. Mm. And she started really embracing who she was and you know what I'm saying? So it was a beautiful thing to see her write like that. Because I didn't know she had that pen. That pen game. I didn't know she had a pen That's game genetic. like that. That's genetic. Oh, it's genetics. <laughs> and so when she put that pen, it brought me to tears. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put this out and let the people feel. So shout out to Odyssey, yes. uh, class of 2023, uh, Stony Brook University. 
Yes, yes. Congratulations and incredible work. Wow. Yes. Beyond. I, I don't think I was at that level when I was at 18. I didn't 18 have anybody years old. Yes. asking me to write anything at that age. So definitely yes. shout out to her. So, um, and as you guys know, the champ is here. Uh, so Malcolm has sent me a few pictures with the baby laying on his chest. Mm. And, you know, he getting, he's sucking up that daddy energy. And then a little man put his finger up. He did this. Ooh. I said, I love it. Yeah. You know, because he knew somebody was filming him. He's like, yo, fuck the world, son. Well, his I'm name is No Bull. No Bull. So you know what he's about. He ain't about No Bull. And congratulations to Malcolm on the new on the new son. I mean, geez, you can't have light without sun. Absolutely. So congratulations to you. So if Malcolm is home doing that thing, daddy, he's sleeping and shit. And I told him, Noble runs this thing now. So <laughs> he will determine when you and wifey get some sleep, when y'all don't get some sleep. And uh, he's just a, a, a joy to be around. I'm pretty sure I haven't got a chance to hold him yet, but because of all the you know COVID shit going on, and <laughs> yeah. they want to take extra precautions, and I'm cool with that. You know, hey, just in case. Let all of that shit just kind of ride out, and uh, we gonna get that thing popping. Mm. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. So let's get right into it. I got Cambada, a wordsmith, legendary, mm. uh, you know, architect of language, legendary uh, alchemist of blending concepts, only MC who can be three different people on a song, tonation, uh, you know what I'm saying, cadence, vocab, it's all there. I did two Reviews and I've never done two reviews and now I might have to do a third one. Ooh, thank you. Okay, so much. because <sighs> yes, and what you're hearing and seeing now, Cam, like we talked off camera, I think the timing is perfect now because hip hop has to hit a reset button. It's run its course with all the trap music, all that kind of stuff. As we reset, it's very important that you drop and kind of set the tone for where this is going to go. I absolutely agree. I mean, people are isolated to their homes. Uh, there's no clubs. Uh, there's, no, there's no real big organized situations and, and celebrations where there's thousands of people or even hundreds of people in one spot. So we're forced to sit back and think and uh, kind of measure and calculate things and inside of, inside of such an alienated, alienated experience that we're in right now, which this quarantine brings, it forces everyone internally to, to, to kind of journey the darkness. And there's no better time for a lyricist. We were talking earlier that generally the lyricists and the real poets speak from pain. And that pain generally has to come from a, a, social, a social situation. And we haven't had a situation like this since the crack epidemic, really. Yes. You could argue that 9-11 was the last substantial uh, uh, situation that America went through as a whole to where, it, you know, the government kind of slid in some Patriot Acts and yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So this is the next le level of that. But when, when there's a depression, that's when I work. There's been times where I've unknowingly, purposely put myself through depression so I'd have somewhere to write from. And, and, and that's critical because... We were, again, talking in the 70s, what gave birth to hip-hop was those situations. Abandoned buildings, no jobs, crime, gang-banging, all of these things taking place in a small, concentrated area where people were forced to go inward. 
and that gave birth to hip hop. They took out all the art classes. Mm. So brothers just, <clears throat> brothers became the beatbox. Mm. They took away the instruments. So we had to get two turntables and learn how to suspend a rhythm. You know what I mean? So they took away the dance classes. So dudes just put cardboard down and got to spinning. And then when they took away the actual art classes, dudes just took spray cans and went out and expressed how they felt on moving trains, mm. right? So in the beginning was the word, and the word was moving from borough to borough. So you got to see these pieces. If you was a graph artist, you could be famous in the Bronx all the way through Brooklyn because the train went from, from the Bronx all the way to Brooklyn. Mm. Then you had Brooklyn dudes putting their pieces up, knowing that their piece was coming all the way to the Bronx. And as a result, we all came together. We congealed in Cedar Park mm. and Bronx River and these places. And it gave birth because we was hungry. We had something to say coming out of, you know, the Black Panthers and what they did to Malcolm and all of them. And we haven't had that in a long time. A long time. So even, you know, in the 90s, it was all about the Benjamins and Diddy and them came through and made it all about celebration. So we didn't have no pain and suffering. No. So with no pain and suffering, the art suffers. Mm. You know what I mean? So as you just mentioned, this is the first sustained period. Because even 9-11 wasn't like this. Because this is all over the country. Yeah. 9-11 was kind of like, all right, New York is shut down. And the hoods didn't really feel that. Like, we didn't really right. relate to it. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's it. You know, definitely prayers to anybody that lost anybody in that situation. Um, which I don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, that uh, watching it from the outside in is like, bro. I've seen Terminator movies where this guy just goes in and shoots like a thousand people. This is this is the best we could do for yes. a natural, you know, a national situation. No, nah, but the COVID, even if it hasn't affected you physically, like personally, the psychology of it, the fact that you, no matter what, no matter what I believe and you believe, you can't walk in most stores without a mask. Right. You can't. You can't really operate in this paradigm without kind of, uh, I guess, submitting to the rules. Absolutely. So I yeah. tell people that all the time. I mean, if you're going to go into these establishments, you have to abide by the rules, whether you believe it or not. Even with the Patriot Act, I still had to take my shoes off. Yeah. You know, when you're I got patted in your balls, rectum, yes. rectal, titty search. It's crazy. <laughs> so this is the reality we in. But it's the perfect time for for artistry to return on a certain frequency and vibration. So LSD is the album Lunar Solar Duality. Now I was fortunate enough because I'm in. I'm in. Mm, yeah. I got my hands on the Media album yeah. about a month ago and I vibed out. And it was an amazing body of work. So I want to talk about that as we get started and just set the tone for it. Mm. So what was the thought process behind this album? You did a couple of projects in between that. Yeah. But I could tell that this was the one that you, this was your baby. Yeah. I could tell this was your baby. Essentially, um, I came down to New York from Florida. I, I was born in New Haven, Connecticut. I moved to Florida when I was 18. And I lived there until 2015 where I moved in. I moved in with my boy, uh, Nix. Shout out, he lived in the Bronx, right right where we're at right now. Um, and the point was to make LSD. I started LSD January 2016. Mm, but mm. along that journey, I just kept meeting people. And, and, and it's I, I always compare it to The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy on The Wizard of Oz. And as I'm going along this journey, I meet the Tin Man, I meet the, the Lion, I meet the Scarecrow. 
And we're all trying to get to Emerald City. And as I'm going, I create the Holy Ghost projects with Brother Rich. I dope. create super dope. Yeah, the Kambala projects. But the whole time, I'm trying to see the Oz, which is LSD. Mm. So I, this this uh, album has been in the making for four years. It's changed many times. The 16 songs that are on here weren't uh, with the, I think there were, with the exception of 33, LSD and Nigger Christ were basically the flagship songs mm-hmm. everything else has changed as the album has gone on mm, and that's is, is that because the times have changed the times has changed and i've i've evolved from the time i got out here to the till now i've been just evolving my skill set so in the four years i've lived out here in, in in since 2015 i i started off in a regular bedroom mm-hmm. but then i downsized to uh, a room that's maybe a six by maybe an eight by six room Mm-hmm. Very similar to a, a very small one-person dormitory or a jail cell for a jail sol- cell. solitary confinement. It's basically just an office room or like a really large closet. And the we the reason that's interesting to me is because that's artistry. You you you're, you're confining yourself physically, almost so that you can free yourself mentally. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yes. So the small little quarters physically forces you. That's why they say people who are in jail, a lot of them are not. In jail, mm. they're physically there, but their minds enable them to escape if they were on on that shit. You like know, a what Malcolm I mean? X, like you. Yes, like you. Abs- great observation. So some of the things you do as an artist, I find to be rare, but it's 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 strictly toward artistry. Yes, you know what I mean. So doing things like that, just roaming the earth like kung fu. You know what I'm saying? Stopping over here, doing that wherever you lay your hat. Might be where you die at. Mm, you know mm. what I'm saying? So those kind type of things uh, uh, really tell me that it's about the artistry. And before tonight is over, we're going to get into a few of the joints. So LSD, like, are you you rocking with LSD? What's, what's that all about? So before I even came out here, I started really experimenting with psychedelic uh, substances around late 2011, 2012. Um, I Basically, I have such a... My parents struggled with drugs so long that growing up, I was opposed to doing drugs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I was around 23 or 24 that I, I smoked, first even smoked weed, and it was because of rap. Mm-hmm. It was because I realized that everybody that I love that raps smokes weed, and all I've been hearing is that it kind of suspends your mind and, and it enables you to find a place of... of serenity to where you can actually be peaceful enough and and focused enough to actually write and my problem has always been slowing down my mind Mm. so my mind's running at a million miles per hour by the time i go to write something i already already forgot it got you got you so weed uh marijuana not to say go out and do it because right uh, right. essentially you don't need it you're born with everything you need but for me, growing up in the situation I was born into, being born with some chemical deficiencies and imbalances because of the drug use, mm-hmm. um, it really put me in place to be able to sit down for eight hours and just write, you know, and, every day. And open up the imagination. Yeah. And that's critical because I wrote in Urban Culture Decoded, that's that book sitting over there, mm. that it's not the drug abuse, uh, it's not the drug use, it's the drug abuse with no purpose. Yes. That has got people suspended in time and screwing up their lives. And I've spent, I can't remember about five years of my life when I used to just smoke from the time I got up to the time I, 
went to bed but with no purpose. Mm. So I'm trying to tell people the DMT and all these things that we were able to secrete naturally, mm. uh, you know, due to the food and the environment we live in, sometimes that becomes hindered, so we need accelerants. Yes. But there needs to be a purpose by what you're doing in which to bring something from the unseen to make the unseen seen. That's the magic. So when I speak about the very things that uh, kill us in the hood could be the things that save us, People started scratching their hand, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, you got to be able to reach beyond this, this, this illusion. Mm. You know what I mean? And beyond this illusion is where you go, oh, shit. It's a whole other world out here. So I'm very uh, keen not to promote drug use for the sake of doing mm. anything. But when you get into your magic and you start studying our elders, they, they, they went in and went up. So um, that I've always associated you with that ability to do that. Yeah. Not just sitting around clouding thoughts and then don't get me wrong. I used to have those moments too. But when you said slow down uh, your thought process, I get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and the weed gives you a chance to slow it down. And it, re it, it required me to change my lifestyle. Like I had to make a very tough decision to where it was like, uh, currently I don't have any kids. Um, and because it would have been essentially very selfish for me to do so, because I knew what I wanted to do. Mm. So it will require for you to be able to really function and create at a high level while dealing with psychedelic uh, substances. You can't have a job and you can't have kids. Let's be real. Like if you really want to be able to use them, you can't have any worry. You can't have anywhere to go in the morning and you can't have anybody depending on your life. To Absolutely. Really do these things. Absolutely. So I put myself in a position where it was perfect for me to go to the end of the universe. And it's life or death for me. It's not about, it's not, it's literally life. I live and die for my rhyme. Absolutely. You know? And I feel that in the music, yeah. uh, when I hear it, it, it's it's a, and I'm not just saying this, guys, you got to listen to this guy because everything is, is so precise, so accurate, so skilled, uh, the vocabulary, the whole nine yards. And it reminds me of a time when I could just be an artist mm. before I had children of my own. When I eat, I ate, slept and shit rhymes. That was it. That's all that mattered. That was the only thing that mattered. And then, you know, life kicks in and then you, and then I became an MC on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm. <laughs> then I became a Saturday night MC. <laughs> and then I, I went into the level of, uh, you know, teaching the arts through hip hop, the code yeah. and, and other things. So, um, we're going to continue to talk. This is Cambada. He's in the mm. building with Black Dot, and we're going to get this thing popping. So we're going to talk. Let's talk some things first. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. So uh, they say Kanye West is going to run for president. He just made the announcement. <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> just for the entertainment. You, you know, just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> so Kanye West... Because I believe in one of his albums, he said that. Mm. And I said, man, he bullshit. But now Kanye West is officially in the game to run for president. Now, some people are going to say <clears throat> he's going to be taking votes away from Biden. You know, because he's, he's going to split the vote. He's going to be so, Biden from Biden. Right, he's going to be Biden from Biden. And then that's going to make it easy for Trump to win. Some people say he got an album coming out. <laughs> you, you, you know, it could be a number of things with Kanye. It could be the album coming out and shit. And so now that's popping. He's got this new deal with Gap. And I think I think Gap just gave him the keys to the whole house. Jeez. Like, you know, make shoes, make clothes, 
put out music. <laughs> I Fuck. didn't even know that was still a brand. Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> so, so they're a brand now uh, because they're probably failing. And I think they cut Kanye the check. Whatever you want, Kanye. Whatever you want, Kanye. It's all yours. You can have it. Just do that cool thing you do. Come on, man. You know, that shit. So um, so what do you think about Kanye's true chances of becoming a president? Or this is just some left-right shit? Yeah, I mean, before we had the Kanye discussion, we were having the Trump con- discussion. It was almost the same feeling. Yes. It was like, I remember Trump from WWF WrestleMania. I remember Trump from being on the Simpsons cartoons. And uh, he was a movie star. His IMDB is, is longer than some actors. Yes, yes. So... If it's possible for Trump to make it, it's possible for Kanye to make it. And that would just be hilarious. That would just be, I would honestly love it because those who are really deep into the, I guess, the mechanics of politics, you realize that the government is not stupid enough to leave the word into the, to the mind of one man. Like, yes. We know that. The president essentially is just the face. He's the manager. He's the guy who we preach that here all the time. Exactly. Yeah, he just he just says it. He doesn't write it. They would never if 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 it was if the president really determined law, they would there would be so many prerequisite um things that they would need. They would need, you know, a doctorate, a PhD. And yes. They would have to have so much political experience. So many filters in place before you even was selected. Yeah. Essentially, it's it's they're looking for a manager style. Which style do you want? Do you want hip and young? Or do you want old and, and structured? Right. They're just looking for a mouthpiece. And so it is very possible that Kanye can make it. Um, it would be perfect. It would be a perfect distraction, especially because one new thing that we saw with Donald Trump is Twitter. Never have we seen a serious politician go to a social network for most of the, literally he'll say something on Twitter and it'll be official. Yes, absolutely. And that's completely retarded. Right. So, uh, if Kanye becomes a president, I, I would. It would be funny. It would be fun. It would just be fun to watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, and wouldn't that be Salt funny? Park and see how they make fun of it? Because at this point, I don't take anything seriously. I wh- whoever that, and I would. I would vote for Kanye before I vote for J- Joe Budden. Oh, say it With again. Corn baby. pop. What? Oh, corn papa. We met Corn Papa. They, he rubbed my legs. The children, the black kids, they sit on my lap. They rub my legs and they see how he goes blonde. <laughs> you saw that speech that I he did saw, at the swimming I saw pool? It. Yo, that <laughs> dude is a fucking weirdo. Ah, yo, that dude is a fucking weirdo. Complete dementia, dude. So what happens is, um, and even when, when, when Trump was running, I said the same thing. I said, this is a reality TV star. Yeah. I said, he's probably going to just... You know, get his likes up, you know, <laughs> and then he gonna bounce, and then he fuck around and started winning. I'm not even sure he wanted to win this shit. No, nah, he, he didn't was think saying, he was gonna he win. He was saying either. all the cool shit like, "Just get rid of these Mexicans, just get them out of here. I'm gonna build a wall, blacks." I like you blacks. Come with me. Everything he was yeah. saying. His wife is a porn star. <laughs> That's hip hop shit in itself. That's some hip hop shit. My wife is a porn star. I got money. I bust bottles down. <laughs> you know, fuck them. I like them. So all of it just kind of mixed in and you started going, oh shit, this motherfucker might win. And now he won. And now he's just, he's going to antagonize Biden. Mm. He's going to antagonize him. What, pay attention, he might fall asleep. Mm. This guy Biden is the Sleepy worst. Joke. He's just gonna go to sleep. Watch, watch. 
And Biden even got up there one time and said, I am the perfect candidate to beat Joe Biden. Mm. And I'm like, nigga, ain't you Joe Biden? That's when I said the dementia. Yeah. He was like, I, Joe Biden, <laughs> am the perfect candidate to beat Joe Biden. Yeah. I said, this motherfucker is crazy. So Kanye coming in, Kanye, what do you think about Kanye as an artist? Not not as politics, yeah. just as a creative, because I like to speak to yeah. other people about his creative forces. Yeah. I think that his genius got him to where he is. And after that, it became his foresight. Mm. So uh, college dropout and late registration, Kanye, we're seeing a great rapper. We're seeing a great producer and a great, uh, I guess, composer. Mm -hmm. Now we only see a composer. Got you. Got you. Um, you know, before it seemed like his rhymes might have actually kind of been coming from him. Mm. And his beats, at least the structure of them might yes. have been coming from him. Even if, you know... They're enhanced by other producers, but now it's very clear that I can hear his rhymes and hear Travis Scott or Cy right, or right, Prince or right. Big Sean or Pusha T. I can hear who wrote them. There was one rhyme I was like, "Was that written by Rick Ross?" Like, right. <laughs> you know, so absolutely. I, I think that he's once you get to that point of wealth, like we were talking about before, like you don't ha you don't even have any time to sit down and when you're writing rhymes. There, it doesn't matter how rich or poor you are. It's the same process. It's yes. a beat in your mind. That's it. That's it. doesn't matter. Like you said, how rich or how poor, the process never changes. Never it's changes. a creative. And when you, listen, you got to be creative. When you stop being creative, stagnation kicks in. Oh, yeah. And when the stagnation leads to death, I'm telling people, God has to create. Mm. So as an MC, when I was in my zone, I had to make more because it became stagnant. Yeah. And once you start making all that money and you become stagnant in all the other stuff you're doing, your brand becomes stale. That frequency becomes used up yeah. because everybody's <laughs> done tapped into it. So it, it's very hard to stay creative as an artist. You know what I mean? And then when you know, and that's why he's summoning out, you know, this person can write, this person could do that. And it doesn't have the same magic to it. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't have the same magic it seems to like, it. It seems like God stops talking to you. Yes. You yes. Know, it's like when when I experience the creativity of receiving bars or creating a song or even getting some kind of inspiration, it seems like it, it comes from God. It doesn't come from me. Mm. I, I just prepare myself by studying and, and, and understanding the context of words. But other than that, like I sit down, I hear the beat, I mumble until the words come to me and... I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's me. So it, it's one of those situations where I have to keep doing it because I don't know when it's going to run out. Right. You want to just stay on top of I've it. I've seen too many great people. I've seen Nas cannot make. He if can't. you paid Nas, if you said Nas, I give uh, you a trillion dollars to make another Illmatic. He you can't. couldn't do it. He can't. If you paid, if you paid Jay Z to a trillion dollars to make another Reasonable Doubt, he couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it. Couldn't do uh, it. Jay Electronica and Jay Z just dropped a, a duo album. If you told me this was gonna happen five years ago, I would have blown up. Yeah. In my in my socks. Yes. But it seems like God isn't talking to them anymore. Absolutely. And there's something going on like with that. And it scares me as an artist, and it's why I'm so hungry right now, because I don't want that to happen to me. Like, no, no, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, mean, I know when it comes, and it comes when you're talking about once you get once you get to the point of abundance, and you have more than you need. Um, you and then it becomes abundance of the extracurricular shit, mm. not the creative shit, because if you just stay hungry and make sure that your art form 
is the foremost, you always gonna be on yeah. top. But once, yo man, shit, I got models, supermodels, yeah. we busting bottles, I got appointments, I got this, I got that, and then the abundance of that life can force you to get a little yeah. stagnant. And then there's always that young kid who's watching. He's like, yo, I see Cam. Mm -hmm. I see Cam Bottle watch this shit. Because yeah. that's how I battle Rakim and I battle Big Daddy Kane in my mind. Mm. All the time. All the time. All the time. I was like, yo, when I see that nigga, he getting this. Mm. And the advantage was mine because they didn't know who the fuck I was. Woo! I've always said that. I've always said I'd just be laying in the cut like you have no idea what you, Rakim, have, has created. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm laying in the cut, and I'm waiting for the opportunity to unload this. Mm. You know what I mean? So there's always a reflection of yourself somewhere. Somebody's going, nah, this Cam nigga is wow. Mm. That shit he's doing, but he don't know. He done created a, a monster, mm -hmm. and I may not be ready right now. And then you start slipping because you get stagnant, yeah. and then they come up and tap you on the shoulder and because it happened to me once. Once a little young dudes I used to run rings around as an MC, <laughs> I started getting into life and all that other shit. And they ran up on me and it was a different boy. They was game. ready. They was ready. They was ready and I wasn't it was ready. It's bittersweet. You know, that's when I was MC on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, part time. And it proved that I wasn't ready, uh, you know, anymore. So it's very critical from an artist standpoint that you stay ready and you stay because water flows. But if it's in a pond, mosquitoes get in there, it gets stagnant, it becomes stale. So that water continue has to flow, which is that creative process in us. Yes. Yes. And, you know. And I, I think that somebody like Kanye, with Kanye, he when, he's, when he refers to himself as a genius, he's right in a sense. In, in, in a large sense, I say when it comes down to just me just hardcore analyzing his career... His first two or three albums, when I can hear the authentic, personal aspect of, of his implementation into it, he was. Mm. He was. He was. Yeah. And I say was, because when I hear his recent works, I don't hear him anymore. Right. I hear him conveniently buying people. That's he has, it. He has young people who are still speaking to God that he's able to just rent songs from. Absolutely. And um, right now, it's hard, to it's hard to believe he's not schizophrenic or something. Like, yes. You know, so... With I all of these personalities he has to try to take on, to try to sustain... Yeah. What he, it's almost like smoking crack. Like you smoke it, and the first time you smoke it, it's an amazing journey. So they say, I don't know. I don't know either, bro. I just heard. And then you, you spend the rest of your life trying to get back to that point, but you, you never get back there. So Kanye had a very powerful period of time where he ruled the world. He really, he really was. It was. I remember I was actually with my boy Los, who's right here, and we bought College Dropout, and he, I was like, this guy actually has bars. Yes. I didn't even want to give it to him at first, but I was like, okay, this guy is really actually good. Now it seems like he's slightly delusional when it comes to him marking himself as a genius. Cause I, I listen to Willie Hutch. I listen to earth, wind and fire. I'm listening to yeah, Al yeah. Green and Ooh. I'm hearing real, real geniuses. Real genius. Right? Yes. So yes. I'm just like, okay, there. But even they ran out of steam after yeah, a while, right? Yeah. You listen to Stevie Wonder now, it, and not the same. It's energy. not the same person. So he, he even said he, he. I saw him on TV recently, and even the words out of his mouth didn't have the same magic. Those people he was can't saying, write. They, they got out and 
and invoked <laughs> and we marched for you. I'm like, nigga, what? I'm like, come on, Stevie, you know better than that. So, 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 you know, that, that magic comes and goes, and I think everyone gets a shot at it, and what you choose to do with it could be the difference. Absolutely. Um, it's, I will say this, though, like, I've never voted in my life. I'm one of those people. Yeah, I voted um, once, but that's a long story. <laughs> and I'm, I'm in my like, 50s and shit. I believe that all black people should not vote or all colored people should absolutely not vote and then start their own independent voting system for somebody that they want. Yes. And watch those numbers grow out row, right? Because yes. then I'd be like, oh, okay, we got, you know, we got Trump and Biden over here, but then we have some random person that the only the blacks and Hispanics want over here. Yes. And that motherfucker got 10 million votes. Yes. And we just keep doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would much so, that would be the only way I would actually vote is if I thought that person was good. Problem is, since maybe Khalid Muhammad. I don't know if we've had anybody even alive. That's, Close. I know I'm not ready for that Close. by far. I am not built for that. Yeah, that's that's next level shit. I so, think uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm hearing whispers. Black Dot might run. Hey, I will vote for you. I might run. I vote for you for sure. I'm working on my policies. I might run. <laughs> I would definitely vote for you. But as far as that goes, like yeah, there, if Kanye voted, that would be fun. It would be funny, but. Nobody would take but, but it. But it, also, it would also be a mockery of the system, which I believe Trump <laughs> and them have made a mockery of the system already. Yeah. And, and, and if, if, if Kanye actually runs and, and, and even gets some votes, it's a mockery of the system. You got to go, really? 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 Yeah. But, but to me, that would indicate the people that it's time to let their whole voting shit go. Yeah. You are tuned into the sound <laughs> of Urban X. So, um, this lady... Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> his lady. Jeffrey Anna. Yeah, his wife. I mean, his uh, assistant. Okay. Uh, Chris, Chris Lane, Gislaine Maxwell is her name. Oh. So, <laughs> Maxwell. Yeah, I know you was going with that. <laughs> she, um, so they arrested her this week. You know mm. what I mean? And now she has the COVID-19. As somebody said she would. Because either she gonna testify against everybody, or she gonna die. Mm. The only, that's the only two choices. <laughs> you see what they did to Epstein? You know, kind of caught his ass out there. So they say. So the minute they arrested her, I was like, "There's no way she's going to survive. It's absolutely no way because she got all the names of all the politicians, prime ministers, presidents. She got that log with everybody's name and of all the freaky pedophile shit that they've been doing. Mm. You know what I mean? So. How convenient that she comes down with COVID-19, and I bet you, I'm willing to bet she's going to die yeah. in the next week or so. I, so I, I agree. Yeah? I agree. I saw a little bit of the, as much of the uh, documentary as I saw on, uh, as I could watch Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah, Wasn't that shit crazy? Yeah, I had to turn it off. After I hear too much, uh, you know, girl fuckings, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's only so much I can take before it gets ridiculous. But this woman was the, she was the fisherman. Yes. She was the one she was baiting the fisherman. him. Yeah, death penalty, 100%. But and, she's gonna, uh, yeah, she's gonna die of COVID. And she would even, the way she would entice a lot of these young girls, the, if the young girls were nervous, she would get butt-ass naked in front of Jeff and say, hey, look, there's nothing wrong with this. So her, her <laughs> methods 
of, of, of seducing these young girls was next level. And she has all the keys. She's the key maker. I mean, look at her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, can't even remember. Gislaine. 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 What the fuck? Genghis so, Khan, female. That's what it seems like. So, yeah. so now they finally ran up on her. And she has the COVID-19. So I don't know if this is Trump's team or somebody else's team. <clears throat> Something is going on. But I'm willing to put my money down right now that she don't make it past the week. What if... The placebo aspect, the Somebody says she doesn't have COVID. Well, I'm just telling you what they're saying. Now, she may not, and that might be a ploy. You know what I mean? The mayor of Atlanta says she has, the mayor has COVID too? Okay. I think, I think, yo, as soon as you diagnose somebody, because diagnose, the first word is die. It's die. Yeah. And then it's diagnosis, so it's the gnosis of death, uh, the, no, right? the knowing of death. I love the, Listen to the word Smith in real time, y'all. Continue. Hmm. So as soon as you say somebody has something, they think they have it. And I think it's like, I think the, the strongest placebo ever has been COVID because it's the first truly global uh, pandemic to where everybody on earth, even like the guys in the huts have iPhones and Twitter. Yeah. So it's like, yo, like as soon as you get this and, and somebody tells you, you have it, you might die just off the mental stress. Yes. Of it, whether you have it or not. That placebo. And because the actual tests are proven to be tainted. Mm. So you even had some nurses who was testing nothing. You heard about the, the guy in Africa who was testing mangoes and goats and shit. <laughs> and the fucking test was coming back positive. So you don't want to take the test. You don't even want to take that. You don't want to take that shit. Because yeah. the minute you take it and then they tell you got it, like you said, the mind is, is amazing. Mm -hmm. That shit will accelerate and actualize some shit that ain't there. And next thing you know, you got the COVID. And when Trump told you goofy niggas, stop taking the <laughs> test. More tests leads to more... More positive results. They laughed at him, but it's true. If you, the more tests you take, the more positive the test is, because yeah. they fucking tainted. Let the test go. Anything counts as COVID. Everything. It, everything counts as COVID. Everything. A sneeze. Everything. Like if yeah. you, like so, I, I would say like when I was young, the same things I used to do for a flu is the same things I do now. Sleep for twelve hours. Let, drink get a that whole shit bunch out of, your system. Drink a whole bunch of water and and, and and ginger ale and let grandma tap that tap that washcloth on your forehead. That's it. You know? And if if shit got real crazy, we we had penicillin shots. <laughs> That's it. You know what I'm saying? They be like, yo, I was getting so many fucking penicillin shots. They say, nigga, we got your file. Just come mm -hmm. in and sit down, Dwayne. Mm -hmm. We'll be with you in a minute. And if you live in New York, the Dominicans sell the uh, penicillin at the corner for like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. could buy the pills My now. My uncle pure, was in pure. the Navy, and he used to tell me how to make that shit. <laughs> oh, you got a little itch there, huh? A little burn? Yeah, man, make the, we drink that shit in the Navy. Yeah, that's it, dude. That take some, crazy. take some moldy cheese. Scrape that bang off, dude. And get that shit rocking. Slip so, smacking. So, long story short, don't take the test, and then don't worry about it. You get a cold, you do what you normally do. Like you said, sweat that shit out, go chill, and you be all right. Plus, it's a ninety-seven percent uh, recovery rate anyway. That's it. I, I said, yo, if I die, don't do an autopsy of me because then I'll just die of natural causes. Absolutely. Just don't say I have anything and I'll be okay. And I'll just be okay. Just let me die of breathing not good. Facts. So with that being said, we are in the building with Cam Bada, legendary uh, metaphysical MC. I always said if Phil Valentine was an MC, mm. he would be Cam Bada. 
You know what I'm saying? Straight up. Mm, that's a nice little yeah. Metaphor. Yeah. If I had to make Phil Valentine MC, I kind of look. I kind of look like it. Yeah, he could yeah. be my grandfather. Facts. Facts. Or my father. For Have you sure. met Phil? You've met Phil. Before. I met Phil, but he didn't know he met me. It was kind of like one of those things where I knew who he was. He didn't know. It was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know how yeah, to yeah, yeah, Fill yeah, me yeah, a lot yeah. of people and shit. But I've downloaded his whole joint. But I, mean, I um I sent him your music mm. in his inbox. I said, bro, if you was an MC, this who you would be. Mm. You know what I mean? And I met his son, too. Yeah, yeah, his son is dope. Dope yeah, artist, man. dope artist. So we're going to go into a commercial. But let's get into um Michael Jackson shit. Ooh. Let's get into that. Um, I need y'all to check the wordplay on this. This might be one of the greatest, uh, you know, rhyme patterns I've ever heard. So uh, enjoy this. Enjoy this. Michael Blackson by Cam Bottle off the LSD album. And we are back because I'm looking for the same thing. What happened to my order? Oh, there we go. All right. All right. We move in. We moving. Moving, yeah. We are moving. Yeah. There we go. So listen, that was Michael Jackson. Give me the mindset behind you rhyming everything with Michael Jackson from top to bottom. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, Where did the concept come from? It's so weird. Like my best concepts, like I really black out and I don't know when I it's hard for me to imagine when I wrote them. They mm. come in streams. And I, okay, I wrote the Tupac murder confession that came out in 2016. Uh, the Michael Jackson concept came shortly after that, right? It came out 2016, right? Yeah. The Michael Jackson concept came shortly after that. I actually recorded the original one. Did our stream leave? Yeah. It did, right? For a policy violation, is that because I played the song? Oh, did they? Damn, dude. Can you bring it back up? Really? It says people are still streaming. Hold on. Yeah, people are saying unavailable. Yeah, turn it off and then turn it back on. We can't play any more of them songs. So that's because it's on his like the private streaming. Oh, I think we back now. Oh wait, we back? No, I turned it off. All right, we look like we back. Okay. Back in attack with the track and the slacks and the jacks. Okay, so you're going to go back in? Does he? Yeah. 22 seconds. They said they back. Nah, then it went back out again. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, man. Can he place them all together? This is going to be two separate videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to have to figure mend it out. Mend and blend. We're going to have to mend and blend, exactly. Anywho, but, yeah, we, we, we can have you to make sure you're live stream. That's so crazy. They cut, they they cut the stream before? Uh, uh, no, no, it, no. Even even now that we're done, mm. it it um yeah, I don't it, know if we get it, to it, 
So you want me to... Uh, So I'm just going to use the resettings that's already there, boo. Okay. And see if I can create. Let's see what we get here. Damn, they was loving it before, yes. huh? Yes. We should be. Damn, YouTube. What kind of robots do they have? Yes. We have the most updated robots in the world. Jesus. Yeah, these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all over that. Once you get over 25,000, I think they start getting really strict. They're wild with that shit, dude. You can't play anything, I guess. If you play any song, they'll do this. Well, tell them to go said we should be back up. Okay. So hit hit go live. Back up like a Mac truck. I guess. Yeah, go with the, yeah, go with the last one. Like a glass gun. All right, let's see where we are at. Okay. The Illuminati came after us, bo. Man. Man, oh man. Uh, I don't know. Are we back up? Yes. All right, let me check. I just got an alert. All right, you just got the you got the alert. Yeah. All alert. We all all alert. All right, all right, y'all. Uh, I think we're back up and running. It was the, yeah, we back up and running. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yo, you know the Illuminati gotta come capture your boys. Gotta come capture your boys, man. <laughs> Damn, son. Episode 11, 111. One, that's three, one, dude. That's the Holy Trinity, boy. 111 got it popping. And it's crazy because that's your song. I'm like, what the? God damn. How, how are you going to strike me for my own John? You know dude? what I mean? I'm like, yo, I'm sitting right here with the God. <laughs> you have permission. I got permission. I give you human to human <laughs> com- permission, but that has no bearing over there. Oh, technical logistics mean more than human bodies. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Yo, this is crazy. This is crazy, man. Oh, man, let's let the people get back in the chat. Man, we can kind of get this thing back up and running. That chi boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't worry for the re uh, for the replay. We'll just kind of, you know, cut and paste and put two pieces together. And that's the way it's just going to be. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's going to be. We're going to have to sim and simmer. Yeah, yeah, we're going to simmer down a little bit with that. And uh, so 
Well, let's let's talk something. Uh, Look, uh, I, I, some of y'all heard the Michael Jackson John, and y'all understand that I took the Michael Jackson and I rhymed his entire life chronologically while still keeping the rhyme scheme syllabically intact. No, that was crazy. Which is pure like gematria extrapolation of the mystical kind. No, absolutely. All that shit he just said. That's the cash app at the top there. Cameron mm. Carbone. Please sure help me live because I don't have a job. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you guys something. When it comes to money, I have no guaranteed way to make money. I don't have a job. I don't have government assistance. I don't know how to access welfare. I don't know how I don't know how to get money. Please help me. If you don't help me, I will die. Mm, yeah. And then you won't have any cool raps. And we don't want Cam to die. Please don't So let hit die. that cash app, get that thing <laughs> popping and rocking. And again, Please, that's the true definition of a starving artist. That's it, bro. It's like and, it's, it, it is what it is. And we in the Cancer Moon, and I'm a Cancer, and you know. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, you have a birthday coming in two weeks, yes? That's that 33rd, boy. That's when Ooh. Jesus died, baby. Ooh. You know, I gotta, I gotta transition. Ooh, ooh. So, what are you, what are you, um, how you feeling at thirty three? Oh, that magical uh, ascension age. Uh, you know what I'm saying? As you climb up the vertebrae, and uh, you know what I'm saying, and Glad illuminate. You, you know what I'm saying? Life on this planet. Jeez. It's, it's, it's honestly weird. I, I would say my stream of consciousness. Feels the same as it always has since I've been born. I don't get remember. I don't get, uh, I guess, reminded of my age until I look in the mirror and I start to see changes, um, or I get out of the bed and I realize it takes me three hours to become human again. <laughs> you know, like that's that's the real thing about age is that it takes longer to heal. It takes longer to get that energy. Oh, yeah. Energy is shorter. Um, I will say I I can understand why. 33 was probably the age of death for most men back then, mm. you know, because you had to really survive. Like you had to really hunt. Like now we basically have it easy. The uh, getting food requires you to, to jump in your car or walk to the corner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, so I don't know. I don't know what it feels like other than the symbology of it. Like, that's when uh, the 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 mythological Jesus Christ made his transition, whether you believe it was a real person or not. Right, right. They say right. 33 was when he made his transition. Uh, also, that's the levels in the comedic pyramids and also the amount of vertebrae you have in your spine, as you mentioned. So it's this mystical master number, as they call it. And um, it's also when I decided to release LSD. A lunar solar duality um and this is my death essentially it is the death i've spent the last four years inside of like i said an eight by six room mm. uh to minimize my ability to do anything else except rap um, i wanted to be the kind of the first person in history to really dedicate their life strictly to the simplicity of rap like what if somebody what if there was a guy who just rapped you know, who, mm. who could, and you can't always do it. Like it is tr very tricky. There's days where I'm just watching things, and then I just re I realize that half of writing is ingestion. It's the absor it's the absorption aspect of it. Like you have to give yourself time to absorb something in order to expel something. Absolutely. So 
it, it is it is a bit of that and a lot of times i feel lazy in the process but the longer <laughs> you know sometimes the longer i take off of writing the better i come back when i when i do and to me it's it's just about getting the rarest form the gems i want to pull them out mm. Mm. you know so that's now, it. that is true artistry uh and magic in the same in the same breath when we speak about magic it's being able to uh you know ingest digest and and, and and deliver to the people. And again, I, I ask young artists because they ask me to mentor them all the time, you know, this and that. I say, would you be rapping if there wasn't no money involved? And mm. if you tell me no, then 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 you're not rapping from the right place. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Not. If you're not doing this strictly for the love, the money and all of that stuff will come because the universe will always make a way for you to, you know what I'm saying, provide for yourself but back in the days, there was no industry, so all we, all of us were rapping because we loved it. You know what I mean? And you had to be good, and you had to be good. So you your pen, had to be. you had to be an actual lyricist. Absolutely. Everybody had to be a lyricist. Yes, and everybody had to sound different. Mm. So you had to process what was out there and fill in the voids of what wasn't out there. Because if you came out sounding like somebody else, that was biting. That was a that was a hip hop law. If you know how we say it used to be down by law. That was a hip hop law that if you broke that law, like, yo, dude, you sound like homie. You sound like homie. So that was one of the things where you always stay back. But with that being said, Cam, there was a lot of less, it uh, wasn't as uh, saturated. It wasn't, yeah. So it was easy to go, all right, they rhyming about that. I can fill this void. But with new artists emerging every single day, for whatever reason, whether they trying to make money, get out of the hood, uh, their moms is on drugs. They're trying to get an escape. What, whatever the case may be, uh, it's an oversaturated process which filters out true artistry. You know what it I mean? Is. So it's hard to recognize that guy right there has a gem. So when I heard you MC for the first time, I knew immediately. Mm. As an MC, I knew. I said, okay, now he has it. You know what I mean? What he chooses to do with it, we're going to see. But your work ethic is Kobe-like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? In the sense that, that you get it. You know what I mean? So you keep, uh, you know, peeling away and peeling away at it. And eventually the universe is going to make that happen for you because the very rare artists that I hear today uh, with your skill set, tonation, cadence, vocabulary, style, all built into one and the imagination to carry me from one place to the next, appreciate you know what that. I'm saying, and not leave me there, you know, unless it's meant for me to be there, so I may ponder, how the fuck did I get here, Yeah. how the fuck did he take Michael Jackson, chronologically break down his life, rhyme that shit with everything, all the way down to his mother at the end, you know mm. what I mean, like, who the fuck does that, yeah, you know what I mean, I, and, and it's crazy, because I actually have to reference you for that, because I was born into the art form of syllabic rhyming. And I have to ask you as somebody else who, when I discovered you, you were using multisyllabic rhyme schemes. And I would say the crux or the, the main facet of what makes Cambada Cambada is my ability to rhyme multiple syllabic rhyme schemes. Um, how, when and where and how did you discover? Because we were, before we got on this, we were going over your history and rap and it predates it predates the 90s hip-hop era when everybody started to get refined. And, right, you right. know, you get a biggie who's a 20-year-old phenomenon. Um, you were there at the real construct of it. Um, 
So when did you notice multiple syllabic rhyme scheme? When did you realize this literary technique? Um, for me personally, it was Kumo D uh, from the Treacherous Three, Grandmaster Cash from the Cold Crush Brothers, and Melly Mel. Those were the three MCs who who began the process of you know you know multiple syllabics you know laid out and taking you on. Uh, they were showing their level of intelligence and that the fact that they read and how extensive the vocabulary was and what they could and could not make rhyme. But Rakim became the next paradigm. Mm. So because I told you the first doers and then there were the first receivers. And when I speak about that, when people f- would come to Cedar Park from Brooklyn all over the place and watch Cool Herc and them do it, then they took it back to their communities and began to sharpen their own skill sets. So what I see from Kumo D, Grandmaster Kaz, Melly Mel, and guys like that sitting in their room with little guys like me, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, Lord Finesse, Percy P, just to name a few, and wanted to take it to the next level. So Rakim came out, and it was just like I had never heard anything like this. And what year was this? 86, 85, wow. 86. So when he showed up, uh, I had never heard any rhyme styles like that, him, Big Daddy Kane, and I began to harness, because I told you I battled them many times, and that's where my skill set, and I wanted to show the versatility of I could take as many words as possible and rhyme them on top of each other, stack them, and, you know, as opposed to the one rhyme syllables and things of that nature, so that's how I got into it, you know what I mean? But, again... um, People knew this science. People um, knew that they knew, because it's one thing to know the science, but to know that you know the science. It's something else. Absolutely. I've talked to many artists that use multisyllabic techniques and don't know they're using it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems to boggle me because it's the first thing I noticed in rap. Right. And right. it's why it attracted me. Right. Right. Absolutely. And um, So would, Rakim's yeah. just, you know, his whole rhyme style was just amazing on how he coupled those words on top of each other and made this rhyme. And then came, and, and we don't give him a lot of credit for it, but I do. I just be poking at him, Eminem, and what I mean by that is Eminem started making words rhyme that didn't rhyme. Yeah. He phonetically was was changing the aerodynamic of the word mm-hmm. and made that shit rhyme, and it was so cool the way he did it. My arms are heavy, knees weak, arms are heavy. He's vomiting on my, yeah. you know, uh, on my sweater. Uh, uh, Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, <laughs> but on the surface he's keeps you Calm know and ready. Yeah. to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting when he wrote down the whole crowd goes so wild. So the way he was doing it, I gave him a lot of credit because he was bending off the end of a word mm. and connecting it to another word where you was like, Rakim was very technical. Yes. So everything literally rhymed with Rakim. And he was showing you his ability to do that. And Eminem came and really kind of put a little twist on it yeah. and, 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 and bend it. And then that just opened up the floodgates for you can rhyme anything, shit that don't rhyme. Yeah, that and if, if the way you say that shit comes across as a rhyme, that's good money. You that's know what I mean? that's in my head. That's the guy that I aim for. Yeah, it's the only one that I see. Like uh, essentially, from my my double my entendre, my meta, my metaphor, and my my simile lines, it comes. I'm competing with Lupe in a sense. Mm-hmm. When it comes to direct syllabic rhyme, I would say it would be Eminem. Yeah. And that would be it. Like, essentially that, 
that I, I really aim for when it comes to that. I mean, there's other people. Uh, I was just talking to somebody about Elzai, who, he, who's also a mastermind of, of syllabic rhyme. And the first person I seen use it a lot, 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 lot was Coogee Rap. Oh, yes. Oh, and, yes. Um, and he don't get a lot of credit mm -hmm. because he had a little bit of lisp. Yeah. So it really made it hard to for you to disseminate but if you got past the lisp, his mathematics mathematics was was crazy, and that's what syllabics are. They're 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 these mathematics that come before thought. And when it came to Michael Jackson, I said, "How possible is it to extrapolate somebody's life story directly from the rhymes in their name?" Mm, mm. And when I was writing Michael Jackson, I realized that I could extrapolate every facet of his life directly from the rhymes of his name. Mm. And that's when I realized it, it, it's the power of God, really. It's the like, power. Not to get, shit, it just got us shut down. That's how powerful that shit is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It's, and I mean, I haven't tried it with my name yet because it's, it's, it's a little scary, but I've also written the Tupac murder confession. And if you listen to the first, I don't know, 40 bars of that, it comes directly from Tupac Shakur. Mm. Pac Shakur. Which if you go boom, 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 boom. If you go three, three syllables is kind of the magic era. Like that's when you get into the levels of magic. And um, these little tricks that I've been able to pick up uh, definitely help me in ways beyond just the entertainment value of the sonic nature of music. It becomes a real uh, spiritual situation where... No different than reading tea leaves or reading somebody's poem yes. or reading yes. cards. I could read somebody from rhyming their Free name. Free well, boss. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that support. Thank you. Um, So let's get into... Let's do this because this is what Malcolm would do. You are tuned into the sounds Sound of Urban X. Yeah, yeah. We throw it in there. You know. mm. uh, let's talk uh, Trayvon Martin's moms. I don't know if you know. She's running for office. Wow. And I, I just saw a picture of her with a <laughs> a big red, white, and blue hat on and shit. <laughs> so I'm just I'm a little confused because America didn't do her well, didn't do her son well, turned her back on them. So I'm just kind of confused as to what's her mindset now and why is she drunken by popularity? Or, you know, because now She's in the political realm and, and has this political power drunk in her to a point where she actually believed these people care about her. So I'm just confused as to, you know, what, 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 you know, what that would be about. I don't know. Man, I mean. Yeah, look, there she go. Sandra, oh, wow. She got, and that's not even a regular hat. That's the cowboy yeah, joint. Yeah, cowboy the, joint. Yeah, like I would say that's pure confusion. She's obviously a younger woman. Mm -hmm. Um you know, she didn't plan for this to happen to her son. Um, who knows what her education level was prior to this? Yes. Uh, her her background in politics is no more than just le the popularity of being Trayvon's mom. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I don't blame her in the sense that that's kind of the thing to do. Like I, if, if, if I woke up tomorrow and Cardi B says she was running for president... I wouldn't be surprised. I've heard, remember, Roseanne Barr went for president. I remember. I remember. Um, Gary Coleman, before he uh, tragically yeah, yes. got thrown on, he got beat up by, he got killed by his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, wasn't that something? <laughs> yeah, I mean, geez, you know, it doesn't take much to kill somebody of that stature. So the fact that she did it. But uh, 
Trayvon's mom, I mean, obviously what happened to her son was a tragedy. Um, the fact that she's going for president, I think, is just to for the headlines that would come from her come, going for president. I, I think she knows. Maybe she doesn't. I don't, I've never heard a formal interview from her, so I don't really know how to gauge her intellectual yeah, level. Yeah, yes. I'd assume it's probably not that high. You know what I mean? Because if I would, it was, she wouldn't be running. And if it was, I don't know. Like, I know that I didn't. Trayvon, Trayvon Martin wasn't me. Right. And my mom taught me enough to not even get into a situation close to that. Mm. You know, I would, I, you know, so. And what I, don't I find know. Um, amazing is um, they always seem to target the mothers of these fallen young men. As if they don't have fathers. Now, he has a father in his life, or he did. But the mothers, they paid him that little bit of money. They hushed him up. And then the mothers still feeling the need to um, become like an activist or something. Because I've seen it happen with a few people. And then they, they, they run for office. But having that hat on and smiling, I'm, I'm trying to gauge, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, what she's trying to say. Uh, like, life is good now that she's running or life. <laughs> I don't know, you know, so I'm just trying to gauge her messaging or is she have on her game face, like to make sure that this doesn't happen to other young black men, you know, so I'm just trying to gauge her energy here. What was her like when her, did she, did she deliver some kind of like life changing speech when her dad, when her father, well, I mean, no, her father, her son died. No, not, time. not that I can recall. I, I saw the father do most of the speaking okay. and the celebrities came out and, and, and really jumped on them, but I felt her pain as a mother, so I, I'm not discrediting her pain of the suffering she went through, and maybe this is the only way she feels she can kind of keep his memory alive other than starting a foundation of some yeah. sort. But the but the fact is, more than likely, she's just trying to get lit and get some money because yeah, that shit is running out. <laughs> more than people are, people are are, okay, George Floyd is now the popping He's guy. popping now. He's popping. He's popping. Uh, and Trayvon Martin, hey, hey, uh, ma'am, uh, you know, Trayvon Martin, that's uh, yesterday. Now it's about George Floyd. Uh, if you know his grandma or his aunt, we can get them. No, 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 honey, I'm going for politician. I'm finna be the president. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's probably more like more likely. Yes, yes. <laughs> and listen, if my fans are sensitive, please don't be my fans. Oh, um, I like that. I like that. Listen, because I, I'm, listen, I, hey, I'm not here. You already know what it is. <laughs> hey, I just talk. <laughs> But listen, Trayvon's mom, bro, like, listen, dude, do you know what you're doing? Yeah, I was taken back by this. <laughs> like, okay, $400,000 a year is the guaranteed paid for president? Yeah, for president. She could probably get more off of that, off of, off of Patreon yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 if yeah. she was really, like, really started a program to help, you know, black young boys yeah. get off the street. There's better ways you can do it because yes. presidents ain't cool. Now, presidents always get shot down. Like, I don't like Obama. I don't like those people. I, if you, if you, uh, a president is just a cop that doesn't shoot anybody. Like, that's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. He delivers the, hey, shoot, you know, hey. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some fun tonight. You know. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, 50 people were shot in New York City. Jesus. This weekend. This Not, week? This weekend. Oh, what the? Was that? Okay. This, 4th of July? They, okay. Fireworks. Fireworks are going. Let me shoot now. 50 people were shot in New York City God this weekend. Bless 
Nine people died. God bless you. Under the guise, and I told y'all this would happen, under the guise of the fireworks going off, and the fireworks were going off so much that you could not disseminate real gunfire from fake gunfire. The spotters in New York, because you know New York has those little, that little booth where the guy sits up in the booth, and they can spot where the shot come from. Just like in the courtyard yeah, in jail. Yeah, 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 that's how they do it. He's a spotter. Tell him about the tell him about the gun the, the gun line, boss. So it was so much fireworks going on. I even thought I heard gunshots every time. I was sitting on my terrace. I'm like, no, those is gunshots. But it was going off so much. Fifty people reminds me of Chicago. This is Chicago numbers. You know what I mean? That many people getting shot in New York City uh, is crazy. And it has a lot to do with them taking um, the police off the street, the ones, the plainclothes police officers. Mm. So they deliberately doing this as well because whether you like the plainclothes or not, those are the ones who were trying to take guns off the streets. It's all bets off now. So everybody got a blicky with them. It's, it's getting wild out here. And this particular weekend was a monumental weekend for death in New York City. I, I can't remember the last time, maybe the 80s, maybe the 80s when cracked. You know, was, yeah. was at its apex. When you could really get robbed walking down yeah, the street. Yeah, you could really get robbed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So 50 people shot under the, the, the guise of fireworks going off. And I hope this is not a sign of what's to come. Because if it is, it's going to be a long goddamn, uh, it's going to be a long summer. These humans, dude. I don't know. I don't know if it's something you can control. To be honest with you, because if it wasn't guns, it would be bow and arrows, and if it wasn't bow and arrows, they rocks. would just be choking, it rocking be, niggas. Makes me throw rocks at you and shit. Till you die, like literally. Um, I don't know. I don't even know how substantial those numbers are because of the amount of people that are really here. Like, when you think about some, somebody could say, "All right, there's 12 million people in New York, so for there to be 50 people shot, that's actually." That's actually a miracle. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? In, in, in the grand, see, I like the way your mind works. Yeah. You know, you're seeing the overall, like, that's not a lot of people. You know, 12 million people and 50 get shot, that's really not a lot of people. But in the grand scheme of things, they put that on the front of the paper. Yeah. And, and it's, it oh, makes my it God, grand. 50 people. Yeah, and then you know their names. That's like when they were they saying like. uh, uh, 300 people got the COVID in New York. I'm like, yeah, but it's like 12 million people here. Them numbers is actually pretty yeah. fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It's like the flu and shit, you know? Probably even better because people don't go to the hospital during the flu, you know? You right. just stay in mama's basement and drink that ginger ale. That's right. You know? Robitussin. <laughs> 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 drink that shit and get that shit out of your sister. That shit, bro. Teaspoon. All right, baby. Open your mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's that shit? Um... Diamond tap? No, uh, not, not diamond tap. It was uh, castor oil. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. You, yo, Colos used to have castor oil. Castor oil, son. Fish oil, That nigga? shit knock everything out. That shit mm. knocks out everything. That shit could power a fucking Hummer, dude. Yeah, that shit can power a Hummer. Facts. <laughs> that is an absolute yeah. facts. Um, side note, let me hit this button again because we keeping these stories. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. Uh, Corinne Gaines, I don't know if y'all remember her, uh, she was killed, her and her son, in their apartment, you know, a couple of years back, their family just won a $38 million lawsuit oh, Lord have against mercy. the police department. Hey. $38 million. Um, Woo! 
If this was the 1400s, I forget. I would be like, yo, listen, I got four more of them yeah, little yeah. kids Shoot. in my basement. How many more you want, you know what brother? I mean? <laughs> hey, you Shit. can get Cammy Jr., Bada the Third. All of them. They can <laughs> 38 all million, nigga. Yeah, I can yeah. a fuck for 30 days. And she um she uh she <laughs> rocked out and um you know she stood her ground. I remember I remember it very well. They had her trapped in her house and she refused to come out and for whatever reason, um, you know, they, they took her out. And um so her family just won thirty eight million dollars. She deserves every penny. Man. She deserves her family More than deserves that. every penny for that. So um, condolences to her again, and yeah, for and, sure. You know, you know how that goes. That's serious, man. Like if I was in her position, I would be hysterically. There would be no dollar amount that could suffice or amount to the lives lost. So definitely, my heart goes out to her. I've lost uh, family members, and it's so devastating. It's hard to explain. So, shouts out to her. I will say that once the pain subsides. Hopefully that money is enables you to create some kind of sustainable future for your whole entire family. Yes. And you spelled it right and not materialistically because that could be a bless, blessing and On a, a curse. curse at the same time. Absolutely. You could do a lot with a $38 million. Like there's places in America you could buy... 2,000 acres, you could start a whole new Black Wall Street. You can start, right I was going to say that, yes. Right now, you yes. can start a Black Wall Street. That's the problem with us is that it would take half the NBA to start a black nation in America. Right, right. You know, and, and she needs to, and, and that's the thing, like, more than likely it's not going to happen because we don't have the education, we don't have, I don't know if I would do it as much edu- as much. Self-taught as I am, like $38 million sounds like a lot of money. I might spend it all. I don't know what I'm capable of with $38 million. And considering you're an artist who are used to living off the earth itself, Mm -hmm. so the money won't have the same meaning to you. No. (laughs) So just as fast as it comes, it can go. My sister asked me for $3 million tomorrow. All right, bitch. Yeah. All right, sis, here, $3 million, whatever you want. Yeah. Gone. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. No, no, that's the way that shit works. So um, I, I, I want to show this disturbing video next. Ooh. I hope we don't get flagged for this. Uh, it, it's a, a, a baby pod. They're growing babies in this pod. <laughs> what? Yeah, watch this shit. This, this shit is the Matrix? Yo, this shit is crazy. They're growing these babies, and they're showing you this is what the future is going to be.
Yeah, so I wanted to share that with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that shit crazy? Hey, all I they can do is laugh. Sheep in the bag. And whenever they tell you they haven't did it on humans, it's already been approved. This is FDA Jesus approved. Christ. Because listen, first of all, they're trying to help the transgenders, right? <laughs> so that they, you know, they can't carry babies. So now they can grow their baby. This is, listen, I'm not making this shit up. This is the mind of the beast, right? Let's just grow the baby. And then you saw them put that gook part in there, the green gook, feed his ass. <laughs> <laughs> then he was in there talking to him and shit. Yeah, this shit is, this shit is, this is the future. This is the future. They're going to minimize, they're going to make being a woman like you, you still carry babies? Oh, like, you still get your period? Oh my weak. God, you weak. You're going to walk around nine months and trust me, this Zaddy. is where this shit is going and brothers and sisters, this is getting crazy but if they're telling you they're working on this, this is already done and a part of this new world order they're rolling out, you're going to start seeing a lot of this craziness going on. You can just grow a baby. And then, not only can you grow the baby, you're going to be able to grow its hair type, eye color. You'll be able to say if you want to be an athlete. They're going to, they're going to just add Penis all size? Yeah, all of that. All of that. <laughs> Make sure my man got, you know, his shit is rocking. You know what I mean? They, they're going to do whatever they want to do. 13 inches by 12, bro. 13 inches by 12. <laughs> I want him to be walking with such a limp and shit. Because this shit is uneven and shit. Yo, his condoms need shoes. Shoes on his condoms. <laughs> so, yeah, this is what's going on. And uh, so let's keep an eye on that, brothers and sisters. Because this, uh, this is getting crazy. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. <laughs> uh, I got one more video to show. Mm, mm, mm. I'm afraid is, of this next video, no, no, this bro. One's very, been, this one is six seconds. You're going to give me nightmares, dude. This one is six seconds, but <laughs> it's a video of showing them normalizing pedophilia. Oh, So, geez. no, no, no. It's not going to be weird. It's not going to be weird. But these are the games that you got to watch. Watch this. All right, so just that quick video uh, of a weirdo looking down, a girl looking down his pants, and she looking down, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no. And you see what I'm saying? Like, this is cute. It's nothing cute about this at all. You know what I mean? So this is the little games. Oh, that's TikTok. That's a TikTok? Oh, it looks like a TikTok, and that's disgusting. Um, But... Again, this is how they normalize these things and, and, and bring them out and make it seem like these things is fun. And you got to watch these your kids around, these little weird uncles and shit like that, who, who when you're not around, they playing a little peekaboo game and shit. So let's be careful. But yeah, that's what I said. Uh, ruthless, raised, like I said, what the? Yeah, that's disgusting. So that's where they going with this shit. You know what I mean? So um, let's get back into the album a little bit. We can't play it. Nah, oh, yeah, they're gonna shut us down, bro. The Jeez. Illuminati is invested. Jeez. Unfortunately. So, how long did it take you to complete the album, and when did you know uh, that the album was finished? Uh, I've been actually working on this album since 2015. Um, so, essentially four years. I recorded over 
probably 200 songs to get to this point. Mm. Some of those songs resulted in other albums like Kambala. Um, but I would say it wasn't until around April that a uh, March, April that I knew exactly what I was, what I was working with. Um, and it worked out perfectly. Everything that came in and kind of derailed it gave me the time I need to evolve and mature to the point that I had the, the necessary tools I needed to get off what I needed to get off. Um, and especially in these times, it seems like looking out my eyes solipsistically, it seems like all of this is set up perfectly for me. Like what are the chances that my album comes out during the coronavirus? Yes. Right after Kobe dies. Yes. Um, you know, during the year of my 33rd transition, like Jesus, um, not to say that I have some kind of weird God complex, but I could see how people could get it when you roll a dice and it comes out like this. Yes, yes. Um, I believe in synchronicity all day long. Absolutely. And, and like, this this album is definitely a great, a great accomplishment for hip-hop as a whole. It came through me. I can't even really take full, full responsibility for it because the ideas came so easy and so seamlessly that it seemed like they were delivered to me. It seemed like all my only thing was opening up the envelope. That's all I did was say it. Mm. Uh, I, a lot of these bars, I can't even repeat them. I, I don't know when they happen. Mm. It's, it happens blindly. Wow, that's being in the moment. The flow state, yeah, the flow state. You have no memory of the flow state. That's the problem when you're not there consciously. You don't have memory of it. Mm. The flow state is it comes in a stream. A so, blackout. so do you do you mumble rap first? Because yeah. I, I I did a whole piece on mumble rap and I told people what mumble rap is. That shit is deep. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's your thought before you actualize the event. Yeah. And I tell people these young dudes they go in the booth and there is no practice. Mm. They on that shit and whatever come out comes out and they tell you to leave it because that is a first time actual event. Yeah. You know, you get some dudes who can prepare their rhymes. You know, I was a little bit more structured. I didn't write, but I was prepared. I knew where I was going to breathe. Mm. I knew where I was, you know, my cadence and stuff like that. But these young dudes are so spontaneous and so in the moment that when they on that lean, now here's the thing, when they on their shit, it makes sense to them. I always tell people going into a club and you the last one there and it sounds loud and chaotic chaotic is because you haven't acclimated to the frequency that everybody else is already on. But the minute you start drinking or, or, or getting high, whatever you, you know, you, you emerge and you submerge yourself into that frequency. And now it doesn't sound loud. Mm. It sounds like you talking. So when these guys go in the booth and they high and whatever comes out, a lot of them can't even repeat it. No, it's just, this is what it is. And I'm running with that. And to appreciate it, you got to kind of, Get up on that frequency. But if you're just sober at home, it sounds like gibberish. And I've heard you say a baby's gibberish is disguised or, you know what I'm saying? A baby's uh, Google Gaga is, is disguised as gibberish, yeah. but it's ancestral speak. And when I told yeah. people that, they looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm yeah. like, you're all in this Speaking stuff, in tongues. Speaking in tongues. There's a science to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So speak on that a little bit. Essentially, um, I realized this. The other day I was writing and I said mumbling. I said mum. In Europe, which the English language come from is mom. It's right. mum. Yes. So mumbling. And I was like mumbling. I was like out the mouth, a grill, you know, gold, whatever 
diamonds. It's the mumbling. The mum comes before the son. Mm. The mom comes before the yes. son. And the mumble comes before the word. Mm. The mumble is the melody. Yes. The mumble is when you realize the vowel sounds. Mm. The vowels are the rhymes. Mm. The consonants are the constriction points or the structure points. Gotcha. So if I were to hear a beat and I were to go, babali, 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 ba, babali, 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 ba, essentially you can take that ba sound and you can correlate that with an actual word. Ba, um, ra, ka. ja, ka, right. you know, ma, you know, Whatever, blah, blah, whatever it may be, or, or o, or dro, or bro, or do, whatever it may be, the vowel sound is the most important component. So the, the primary essence of it is the mumbling part first, whether yeah. you're doing it in your mind or you actually record it. And these guys are recording it and saying, I want it to stay in that pristine state. Now, I'm not even going to put words to the shit. You figure that shit out. Now, what Young Thug does is he'll be like, Pakali was welcome to I really saw me a while ago. I bring a drawer wherever I go. I bring a drawer wherever I go. Keep it. Oh. He keeps mumbling until it sounds partially sonic. And then he goes with that. Then he keeps it, no matter what it says. I'm just about to in the summer. I got summer. I get the guy and I go in the Hummer. And then he runs with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's it's pure in a sense that when you bring thought into something, you essentially flavor it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're 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 thinking it out. You're thought it has a process to it. But the more natural it is, the more pure it is. So in a sense, you could say that mumble rap is the purest form of rap ever explained. I had to drop a bomb to that because. You know, I, I love it when, when, when I get these confirmations from master MCs mm. because they almost took my head off. And I'm saying English is not your language. English is a prison language. Mm. So by uh, using it, now we use it to convey, but before the English language, when you go to church, you know what I'm saying, and you're speaking in tongues, or a baby knows what it wants to say, but it doesn't understand. It hasn't trapped itself into the English language. Car, chair, you haven't imprisoned the child's thought. So it's free. They speak, they, they phonetically uh, uh, pronounce what it is that they're expressing. You know what I mean? But once we give it words, we shape it, we imprison it. And then with the English language, which has such a low vibration to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I hear you rhyming, you're trying to breathe life <laughs> back into this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I did a whole piece on it. You can find it on my YouTube channel called The Science of Mumble Rap. And I wasn't saying uh, this is the greatest aspect of rap. I was saying a lot of times so that we can reprogram it, it has to go through these different phases. And these guys are using rawness. Their rawness is being manifested, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we take that for granted. But it takes special individuals to pick up and see that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's these these guys are genius. I say the worst rhymer from this day is about a thousand times better from the worst day of a worst rapper of yesterday. Mm. I remember even growing up and hearing D4L in. Uh, even like a two short. Was that uh, Laffy Taffy? Laffy Taffy Shake or Laffy two short Taffy. or Silk the Shocker who didn't even ride on beat. We still accepted them because mm-hmm. they came on. They came out under respectable people who wouldn't downplay them. But essentially, these were, you know, 
effectively terrible musician. <laughs> um, you know, not to not to disrespect no, him. If you want to fight, it. whatever. If you want to kill me, please. You I know, get whatever. it. No, I get it. But um, I feel like the art, even the worst artist from this day, is still probably born. They're born in this shit. Like you're, you're. I'm sure you realize when you had your kids. Like God damn, this nigga by two or three, four years old knows, knows more words more. than I know at fifteen. Absolutely, absolutely. And they can work these devices <laughs> and do off all of rip. this stuff off rip. No instructions. Just, just boom. Brr, brr, brr. That's it. Absolutely. So it's the same thing with rap. Clearly, like I remember, I watching Juice World. R.I.P. He's one of the ones that recently yes, died. Yes, yes. This guy can one freestyle. of Eli's, my son's favorite artist. Yeah, yeah, he freestyle for two hours, you know, mm -hmm. straight. Like he just had it in him. Like he was born. He didn't have to learn, bro. Yeah. And then you put these kids on Adderall and Ritalin and oh. all these ADHD, which is high level speed and methamphetamine, which mm -hmm. I've taken as a as as a writer, and I realized that. Like, okay, if I take Adderall, I can take a rhyme scheme and I can rhyme that rhyme scheme for three days straight. Mm. If you don't understand what that means, that means I won't have any hunger. Mm. Or I just drink coffee and water. For three days, I can stick on one rhyme scheme. Mm. Could you imagine what I could come out with? That's Adderall. That's what they're giving. And, and my first experience with Adderall happened from my little sister's prescription. She was 10 years old. And you took her prescription? Half of her prescription. Oh. I was high for two days. Oh, shit. Wow. You know what I mean? 11 years old, she had a, a, a drug called Vivance that they prescribed my little sister. And I found it in my grandma's medicine cabinet, took it down. I was able to sell each pill for $20. I took one. I was high for three days. Wow. Writing the best rhymes of my life. Wow. Because it just it just focuses you to the point where you have no soul, you have no feeling. I get I get if it's Air Nikes, Air Nikes, clear Dikes, wear Mikeys, you know whatever it might be. Like I'm just I go to sleep. I I dream. I'm like I go out to dinner. I don't hear anything my girl says. I'm just focused. Focused like a fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator. I want you to hold that thought for a minute. Somebody asked us. Uh, big up to PhD program 2012. Uh, you got the Loaded Lux and Surf battle this weekend. Mm, yes. Who you got in that one? July 11th. I got I got Loaded Lux, man. Yeah. Loaded Lux is 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 a team. Not not only is it a team favorite because I've done a song with him. Shout out to the Goat Remix, and we're going to do an album with That's Brother what Rich. I heard. I heard. Yeah. I heard. I might have to sneak in a verse on oh, that. Oh, please do. I you... might have to sneak in a verse on that one. That one may be the one. Listen, if I do a song with Jay-Z tomorrow, you're allowed on it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, listen. Loaded Lux, Cam Bada, Manifest Destiny with, of course, Brother Rich, Black Magic is the, is the producer. Oh. He's the person. He's the reason why I even know you. Absolutely. Personally. Absolutely. And that's coming out... Uh, October 10th, 2020. So 10, 10, 20, which is 2020, which is 40, which yes. is 40. Yes, ooh, that's going to be, ooh. Yeah. I'm going to be in the gym, y'all. I'm going to be getting my bars up for that one, son, because so, I'm going to be submerged by masters. Ooh. Yeah, you're going to be in the house, too, man. We yes. Gonna, we're going to have you come over. We, yes. We're going to have you offer some offerings to the Lord. Yes. And I would say it's at the point where 
Yes, they're battling Susar versus Loaded Lux. I've been watching Loaded Lux since I was a 15-year-old kid in, in, in high school. He was the first to battle Murder Mooks on the uh, uh, Smack DVDs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other than Party Artie, R.I.P. Um, and I got I got to go with Loaded Lux, man. This man, yo, this is another one of the ones that I knew that knew all the rap techniques without knowing all the rap techniques. Yes. When I said multi-syllabics to him, he was like, what are you talking about? Mm. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. believe that this man is one of the most comprehensively, oh. like, His literary shit, you got to go back two and three times as well. So He get, doesn't even know he's doing it. To get you, it's you natural. and him, it's natural. To get you and him on an album, it's going to be amazing to watch you guys push each other and, and bring uh, some dope stuff. Now, you mentioned uh, I'm on my doggy diamond shit right now because he don't be forgetting mm. shit. You know, you'll say something 10 minutes ago. Hey, yo, remember that shit you said? <laughs> so you said, uh, uh, shout out to doggy diamonds. Um, you mentioned your girl. So um, how is it? Are you able to have a steady girl? And be in the clouds and, you know, walk the earth and, you know, all that shit you do. It's How very hard. Work? It's very hard. Um, because this is extra, man. Women offer the answer. Women offer comfort. They offer stability. They offer structure. So when you're in a situation to attract a woman, um, essentially that is the happiness. That's the gateway to heaven. Yes, and yes. it's very easy to lose track of what you're doing to to completely just submit to it and get fat and healthy. And, yeah, yeah, and, and slip away. And and women, they don't give a f- they don't they don't care who you are to the world. They want you for yourself, all your greatness. They want, so you have to be stern and you have to be real. You have to you have to set the boundary first to say, listen, this is something that's very serious to me. It's something that we're going to have to build around. It's something that's not going to hurt our lo- my loyalty to you. Absolutely. As Absolutely. long as they know that it's not going to involve you possibly having a baby with another woman and pleasing another woman, and you're good to go. Like, you just have to build that trust. And she has to be able to understand that you are creative. Yeah. You know, you get some guys, and it's no knock on that. They uh, come home. Honey, I'm home. You know, kind of guys. Yeah. And, you know, they're good with that. And then the creative, because I only got what I'm after. Mm. And and my wife know if I'm after it, I, that's all I got. And, and until I conquer that, and then I'm after something else. It's very black and white. Right, but I need space to do that. And I need space to be creative. And I need space to talk to myself. Mm. I'm my best friend. So if yeah. I can't talk to myself, then it's going to be a problem. So it, it's a unique situation, especially for young guys. Yes. You know, because they don't know how to balance out the creative aspect of life with uh, you know, I have a woman who's the foundation of this because my wife is what I call the actualizer of events. Mm. So shit that I, 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 I imagine and dream, she is the one who make all of that shit a reality. Materializes you know, it. she materializes all of that because I got I got ideas for days, but she's the one to go, okay, let's see how we can actually materialize this. And you have to have that that synergy, you know, to make this thing work in that in that capacity. Yeah, you know what I, I, mean? I 100% agree. That's that's the actual key to living a happy life as a man and a female. Yes. Is having that synergy. Is, is to know that your happiness is not in your nuts. Um, and if you are lucky enough to have a passion that is beyond sex, 
then it makes it real easy. If your woman knows exactly what you want to do, and if it's music or podcasting or whatever it is, and you involve her, yes, then it it's a dream come true. Absolutely. Because once they once a woman starts manifesting, God listens to them before you. Before you. They don't really listen to men. Right. Then it's done. Like they listen to women and babies way more. Like we need a that's why some why you think so many people put everything in their baby mama's name. Yes. You know, because <laughs> guess what? It has better fortune with a woman. Yes, yes. With men, we don't get any we don't get any shortcuts. Yes. We we have the intellect, we have the uh, I guess initiative. The spark. Um, yeah, the spark. That's all we are. Right. We're the spark. We don't really have the structure or the stability to keep it going like a woman does because they got them wombs Because to they nurture. can hold a charge. They can do we it. We can spark it, but they're the ones who can hold that charge and make these things happen. They're so the transducers. Yes. So shout out to you youngsters out there who are finding that woman, you know what I'm saying, that understands you different. You strange. You an alien. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... And then you rhyme that with some other weird shit. I'm trying to, you know, figure that out. Yeah, that's it, man. Rhyme, rhyme schemes makes your mind dream. Yeah, so let's get to some questions Vizine. in the chat. People got questions for Cambada, who Please is not Bambada. I'm not Bambada. You know what? And when I don't know a word to rhyme with that, I go yada yada. <laughs> All right. You know, Prada, Prada. Listen, listen. Uh, they say Bambada, Zulu Nation, Bambada. You hear about kids touching physically. When you hear about Cambada, you hear about kids being touched mentally. Mentally sparked. You know, so. Mentally sparked. Everything's created in the opposite of its. Uh, everything's created in the presence of its opposite. And I'll, that's why I haven't changed my name because I embrace it. Like. Bambada, Zulu Nation, absolutely. Like the feeling that I got from Planet Rock and looking for the perfect beat and seeing my uncle Pop Lock and everybody in my family, that was real. Whether that was... Listen, listen, it was super real. And I I had to... I'm not going to erase my my, my past and the memories I had. You know, his personal transgressions, you know how I feel about that. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But certain things that took place from a historical perspective. Like, I remember where I was when I Need Love came on. I remember who I was dating, the whole... So these songs are not just songs. They're part of your memory. Wait, I Need Love? What? what? LL Cool J. He produced that? No, no, I'm just saying LL when he rapped it. I'm just making an example of certain songs. Like when Planet Rock came out, I was heavy. It was 1982. I was only 14 years old. I was heavy into popping and locking and b-boying. So these songs are not just songs. They are part of your memory. And if you erase those songs, you almost erase it. Your memory is on a timeline. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Certain songs that came out can give you your whole timeline. So I'm not promoting what Bambada did, but he did some things in my life that I just can't erase. You know what I noticed? If that makes any sense. The brightest lights... They they illuminate the darkest spots, but they also attract the most bugs. Oh, ooh, ooh, I like that. You know what I noticed when I was looking at the word mother, 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 moth, right? Oh, moth. A mother creates the light of God, mm. which attracts moths. Yes, light yes. attracts moths. Mm. Also, the mother creates the lamb of God, which creates lanolin. Which is wool. 
And what do moths eat? Wow. Let's talk about a mother. A wow. mother. Wow. Right? So when you're talking about somebody like a Michael Jackson or a Bambada or a R. Kelly, your greatest producers and songwriters that you've ever seen, at the same time that they're open to every angelic experience, they're, they're also, also open, open to every demonic every experience. Every demonic experience. Absolutely. Because again, being that open, mm. right? You you not only attract them positive, you attract the negative. These are and, vessels. And, and these are I say that all the time. So um I'm a spiritual being having human experience means just that. So that human experience is gonna lead to some things that I'm not proud of, and it's gonna also lead to some things that I'm great and I'm I'm and I'm super duper proud of. So I tell people take the music for what it's worth, and because being human is not easy. This ain't some easy shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Trying to figure this whole thing out. It's not easy. And if you're living your whole life not doing nothing, then why be here? Mm. If, if I can't uh, fucking enjoy two Chinese midgets, <laughs> then why the fuck should I be here? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just saying I'm here for the full experience. Now, I have discretions about certain things I will and will not do, obviously. Mm. But I'm here for the full hands-on fucking experience. Mm. Where'd that clap go? Nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna kick one of these rhymes from 1987. Uh, 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 uh. You can't fuck with this. I grab the mic and pop in the clip. Murder the first motherfucker to riff. Or even look at the mic like he might go grab it. I'm not the one to laugh with. Psychopathic. Every rhyme that I make is homicidal. Fuck your title. If you're rough, I'ma try you. The rough rhyme serial killer. Imperial will another brother. Step up with your rep brother with a little full of shit. You better run for cover. Or get buck cause I'm shooting lyrics to favor like a motherfucker. Keep bragging, you're leaving the meat wagon. Save the rip from the streets and I'm happy. Straight from the streets to New York. Competition, I'm a stalk. You can save all the West Coast talk. And this beach from the East to Feast. So why you increase the peace? I be mean to leave a trail of deceased. On stage, I'm engaged in an all out bloodbath. Cross my path, haul ass of this duck fast. I'm in a prime, I'll do you something foul. Fuck a drive by. I go straight into your face and pow pow. Empty the clip and reload with another rhyme. Get up, I put the mic away and grab the nine. Ready to commit murder in the first degree. Those who already heard of Black Dot are the first to flee. Those who weren't introduced from the fellow who's far from mellow. We yet only consider this a hello. Bitch, and let's get down the beds. I can't whip up shit. Watch your gas for air when you get hit and slit your vocal cord. You try to get with the vocal lord. You better blow that smoke toward the rear and pray for paramedics to appear. But 911, it's a joke, so he was out of here. Out of here, they am out of uh, here. Look uh, at bada bada, you see got a pair. Yeah, I wanted to throw that out there. Some old school 88 shit. Uh-oh, let me take that down. Some old school mm. shit. That was the year after you was born. You was born in 87. Right? I was born in 87. That was incredible. Yeah, though. yeah. So that's, that's You wrote that in 88. I wrote that in 88, son. What? I wrote that in 88. Almost 40 I think it's, years it's the ago. only rhyme I remember from 88. You know what I mean? So... 40 um, years of memory. Yes, yes. That's ridiculous. That's more than three terabytes. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to get to some questions for Cam. So let's get it, Cam. What y'all got to say? Malk, I'll never be the same. I don't know what that means. Questions <laughs> for Cam Bata. Questions for Cam Bata. The, the ions on the quest. The quest I'm on. Hip-hop forever. My first time hearing dot rap. Yeah, that's some old school joints. Yeah. Dot's crazy. Listen, listen to Dot. Listen. 
I first saw uh, Black Dot on a Tim Dog appearance on MTV. Yeah, that was nineteen. Jams. That was nineteen ninety two. With that lover, yeah. You man. were the first person to come out with the hat on. Like, yes, yo, yes. I'm like, yo, that's Black Dot. Yo, you were like 22. You were a young buck. Yeah, I was a young buck, baby. And Tim took me all around the world, man. And I'm, I was so appreciative of it. And we were on MTV, and it was it was a hundred of us. We bought the whole uh, West Side, uh, you know, nine projects, Webster. And we was in there thick like this. I guard, shout out to I guard. Mm. I guard was there. A lot of the guards was there. So it was... Ooh, but here's the thing. When we traveled, um, we like if we was local, we could bring 50 guys with us. But when we was traveling, we couldn't bring that many guys because it was expensive. Let's get to some questions. Hey, somebody said I'm related to Drake, dude. <laughs> they saw the eyebrow arch. What's the best song on LSD? Somebody asked. The best song on LSD um, I've heard is either. Oh, in Phoenix. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's 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 a good one. I was gonna ask that eventually. Does internal relations? Uh, I would say uh, either Niggle or Tesla. Oh, that is so dope. Yeah, Niggle or Tesla, or uh, hmm. yeah, I would say Niggle or Tesla is is right there. Bowser. Shh. That's a dog. That's God backwards. So you know Facts. when the dogs speak. Uh, for me. Uh, Fall of Phoenix, mm. crazy, crazy bars on that. Of course, Nikola Tesla is one of my dope, dope joints. Uh, the Michael Jackson shit mm. is just, just next level, man. And you know, I told you I was, I was zoned out. I had some honey, some edibles uh, when I hit this, and it took me places that I ain't been in a minute, man. Mm. So, uh, some of the producers, where did you find these producers? Uh, does your manager help you find tracks or do people just submit tracks to you? Yeah. How does that work? I would say, yeah, everybody helps. My my manager helps uh, filter some of the people that contact me, send me, send them directly to me. Um, but I'm very, I'm very non-biased when it comes to my production selection. It's basically directly based off of what I feel when I hear the track. I don't care how many follows you have, how many credits you have. If it's fire, if it's, it's fire, fire, it's fire. I write, but I see, write that's blindly. that's pure hip hop. Yeah. I don't care who made this track. If the track is fire, and I want to get on it, I want to get on it. Yeah. Somebody asked, "What's the biggest dose of mushrooms you've ever consumed?" Tanisha Granderson. Oh, Tanisha Granderson, and that's a female too. That's very important because we need more females doing psychedelics. It's it's one thing for. Number one, we don't see a lot of black people getting into the real natural entheogens. You know, why is that? You think it's fear, fear because of crack. Everything that's not crack sounds like crack. LSD sounds like crack. Mushrooms sounds like some shit that wild white boys do. You know, so you got to understand that this is made for us. And when I hear not only blacks, but black females doing it, it, it really because that's when you know it's real. Like when a black woman does it. Mm. And she, she's able to translate to you. That's when you. Okay, that's when you, yeah. mama knows. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, To me, that's mama telling me. So yeah, I need the the biggest the biggest dose I've done is twelve grams. Mm. I did that in in the middle of the forest or in the middle of trees at one a.m. Um, and I had one of the scariest situations of my life. You know. Now, um, is it important? Is it important to have somebody with you? 
Yes. Like if you tripping or, you know, yeah. you, you're going up for the first time or ayahuasca or mushrooms or something. Yeah. Is it important to have a guide with you? Definitely. I saw the video you did with Hank Shock, Hank Rising yes. Son. Uh, that was Hank Rising Son, right? Yes. That yes. was dope. That was dope. Essentially, was dope. a shaman is that. A shaman, if you look at the, uh, I guess, etymology of the word, it's a she-man. And the reason why it, the shaman is synonymous with a she-man or a transvestite is because you need to be able to translate birth, both energies, both uh, the feminine and the female. Mm. You can't be a shaman that only knows the masculine. You can't be a shaman that only knows the female. Gotcha. So gotcha. essentially, these are people who are able to become. Um, and to become means to become potential. Because what has come? Right? Yes. Yeah, that's so, exactly what that is. Um, a shaman is somebody who essentially is your tour guide, but they're usually doing it with you. A shaman does the psychedelic sub substance with you. And in the large substance that I've done, 12 grams, I've been in pure blackness. I've been in the middle of the forest. You realize that the forest is not a happy place for humans that if you are weak, it will eat you. eat you alive. It will eat you. You are oxygen in meat. Yeah. That's that'll it. eat you alive. Absolutely. I've you heard know? many stories. The forest coming alive. Oh my God. You will see it. It's like, nah, I've done, I've done, uh, yeah, I've done some PCP and then I kind of had that same effect. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. PCP. I think I was high for like three days or something. Oh one yeah. Time. yeah. Probably, probably naked. Man, I just was like wilding, man. And just the energy went so many different places and every single shape took on a different shape. I was able to manifest what a shape was. Mm. This is, listen, this is next level and you really got to prepare yourself to go in on that because all of these uh, geographical uh, uh, shapes you see are not what you think they are. Yeah, They're held together by your perception of what you think they are. Yeah. So they even say when you go meet you want to meet the face of God. You, you, are you sure? You know what I'm saying? It may be something that you don't think or you can handle. You so. never know what to ask Ooh. when you talk to God. There's been many times I've been at the feet of God and I don't know what to ask. And everything I ask, he tells me I already know. Mm. Mm. There's basically no point of talking to him. You don't know what to ask him. You don't know what you want. You do not know what you want. That's an I interesting question you, in the I chat. I promise you, you, if you talk to God right now, you don't know what you want. And I was you don't getting know ready to, to say that. Him. If you had an opportunity to talk to the God or the omnipresent or omnipotent, what would you, what would be, you only get one question. What's going to be that question? Nobody knows. Oh, I want, yo, you know what, brother? I want equality for blacks. Blacks, like, blah. <laughs> no, nah, that motherfucker's going to laugh at you and be like, be strong, brother. Be strong, brother. It don't it don't work. Dot, I was with you up till the point. Kids follow you, big bro. This conversation is very irresponsible. <laughs> okay. Appreciate it. Hey, I don't mean to laugh. I, I agree essentially if you are on the mindset of this is an adult program. I, I've watched Black Dot many times and I've heard the whole spectrum. This is a very serious metaphysical conversation. It's got nothing to do with getting high, uh, 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 irresponsible, running around the streets. That's not never what I'm talking about. It has nothing to do with that. And me sharing you with my past of why I am the, am the way I am, that just is what it is. So I'm sorry you feel that way, homie. 
Thank you for all the donations that came out. I didn't, how did Gambada and Cannabis link up and decide to make a song together? How did that happen? That happened on a midair. Yo, like, if you're a rapper, if you're an artist and you're watching right now, this message is for you. I am the one who came from New Haven, Connecticut, the most far out region where no record labels are, nobody's watching. Um, and I would say it happened from excellence. It happened from mastery, like rapping, 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 rapping. One day I get an email from a, a producer who's like, yo, I have a track with cannabis. Um, you know, we went over some people to collaborate on his album because the, the song that I have with cannabis is called Cannabis Cambada with uh, this like a pyramid in the middle of it. Um, he didn't even name the track. He just named it Cannabis Cambada. And it happened out of nowhere a couple years ago. I, we get a call from Domingo Padilla, who is actually the producer that produced Dream Shatterer by Big Pun. Yeah, oh, oh, that um, was, oh, that was well. He's got a couple joints. You probably, you probably cross paths with him. Um, he's from out here. Uh, he's done tracks with literally everybody. Mm. Um, and they hit me up and they're like, yo, we keep hearing your name. Um, we want you on this track with Cannabis. Cannabis, Cannabis loves your work. I went out there and can't, it, it just so happened that Cannabis are, was already following me from the uh, from Brother Rich's page. Ah, got you, got so you. So you never know who's watching yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, just act and rap as if everybody's watching you. Mm-hmm. And, and when I went out there, he, he, he laid on me the most heaviest hip-hop stories you could ever believe and knowledge and advice that I will be forever grateful for. Um, it happened... Through me working and a producer that knew, if you're familiar with C. Ray's Walls, I was working with yes, C. Ray's yes. Walls. I'm familiar with him. And yes. C. Ray's Walls knew a producer named Thanos, and mm. Thanos knew Domingo Padilla. And um, uh, Domingo Padilla now owns a company named Media Famous, but he was actually working on a cannabis album. And my name kept get, get kept getting brought up, and cannabis is. When I tell you that, not only is he humble, but he's very specific about who he works with. Yes. He is every bit of who you think he is. Got you. Got you. He is as intelligent and as real as it seems. And when he, when I met him, he was completely accepting. He gave me all the knowledge. Mm. And that's how it happened. This happened in, what, 2017, I believe. That was so dope. Mm-hmm. So dope. So let's get a couple more questions in here before we get out of here. All right. Would you start your own label? And who would you sign if you if you started one today? Would I start my own label? Yes, it's inevitable because I I think everybody eventually starts to tries because mm-hmm. you 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 know how hard it is for for yourself and you think about what if I could help myself you know um when I know so many talented artists that have even more potential than I do that I would love to be able to help but I would I would have to get to a point to where I could help them in completion because I do not trust that they will have the same angst and drive that I have. Understood. Understood. Um, you know, like what I'm doing, I don't know how I can do it. 
I don't know how I have I have it. All I can say is that I'm thankful to my ancestors and my family and whatever support that I have beyond this physical realm that can keep me up and going because this is impossible. It is impossible, but impossible is not impossible. That's the problem. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. You know what I mean? Like, it is very, very, very hard, especially today in 2020, to become a superstar. Oh, yeah. Unless it's something manufactured, doctored for the purpose of somebody else's agenda. Yeah. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar, whose album stayed on the Billboard charts, the longest album in the history of the world. I think he's one of the greatest rappers who ever yes, lived. Yes, yes. So Kendrick Lamar, clap that up. So shout out. Shout out Kendrick <laughs> Lamar. All right. Let's take one more question before we get up out of here. Out of here like dandruff. Who was the musician in your family, your mom or your dad? My mother is a, my, listen, my mother, I just saw my mother. She is, if you, my genius is 10% of my mom's genius. My mom is the most manic, off the wall human being I've ever met in my life. Mm. I'm talking about a, a temper that's potential, could potentially kill somebody. Mm. And joy and talent that could potentially be a Michael Jackson. Wow, she could draw, wow. sing, do every... Uh, I mean, she's been on every drug. She went, like, the whole crack epidemic I'm talking about is sparked by my mom. Like, gotcha, gotcha. My mom is the one. Like, gotcha. I got everything from her. She, to this day, she, I don't... She might have three gray hairs because wow. she lives in her imagination. Wow. She's absolutely insane. I love it. I, I love would it. say my mom is the insane human being that I get everything from. And I would say the awkward aspect of it came from my dad. My dad was an uh, 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 orphan who was said to be Native American who, you know, lived in the forest when he was 13. Mm. So he, he's probably who's responsible for my mathematics. But I would say, like, the measurable talent came from my mom. Wow. For me, it was my dad who played a... Uh... 13 instruments, self-taught. What? I was licensed to preach at 12 years old. Jeez. So um, that, that's where that comes from. But my intelligence came from my mom's, my ability to disseminate information. That was all my mom's. Mm. So, yep. With that being said, guys, kind of, uh, one more. Cambada, uh, do you see yourself as an artist uh, in the next 20 years? If so, what aspects do you think will change in your life? Yeah. Yes, I do see myself as an artist being able to remain relevant for not only 20 years, but forever. But it's because of the other aspects of my talent set. I think it's going to transition over to acting eventually. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, rapping is something that's still largely taboo, taboo and black. Got you. You can't you. even rap good without people viewing you as sound, trying to sound black. Got you. Got you. Um, but there's nothing in the realms of, I would say, comedy, acting, rapping, writing that I won't be able to be one of the best at because it's all synonymous. So. Well, you know, we do skits up here every now and then. It might, oh, I might give you a cameo in one, of, the, one of our skits. Yeah, I, I study that deep. I study acting because acting is not reenacting. 
Mm-hmm. They would call you a reenactor if you weren't an actor. Got you. You're Got acting. You. you are. You are acting. Yeah. You are. Right now I'm acting. You're exactly. Exactly. As real <laughs> as it is, you're acting. Right. Right. So it's like, That's yeah, dope. like I I believe in that. I've been acting longer than I've been rapping. Essentially, I mm-hmm. started taking acting lessons when I was nine years old. Got you. Got you. Yeah. All right, with that being said, guys, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. No, not Snapchat. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Cam, uh, Cameron Carbone. C-A-M-E-R-O-N. Is the cash C-A-R-B-O-N. app. C-A-R-B-O-N. Please send me money so that send way I can some money. eat. If you don't eat, I will die tomorrow, and you'll be completely responsible for, for it. For his death. So, uh, shame on you. Shame on you. For not giving me at least 50 or $60 in cash, tax-free. Tax-free. Make that happen. With that being said, this is the Black Dot. Malcolm will be out for another week Mm. or something. Shout out to Malcolm and the New Prince. Hey, yeah, Noble. Listen, man. Like, that dude, I see that dude, I'm like, yo, that's... That dude is better than me at most things. Yeah, he's good at what he does, <laughs> he's, man. he's better than me at 99% of things, bro. That guy is very well well and He's been an old guy for a very long time. <laughs> when he was three years old, he was an old dude, He man. knew exactly what was going yeah, on. Yeah, it's very serious. So to see him grow up and now he's a pop, it's all dope. So with that being said, we are out of here. Don't worry, guys. We're going to combine these two pieces of the video and re-put that up. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Black mass, man, it's time to rock. I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God. I woke up, then I logged in to that Urban X where they be flexing with that blog in. Put it down, cause my little homie called in. Had to bail him out, he in trouble with the law again. Black skin can't win in the white world. Seen a brother kill his own kid for that white girl. We ain't wanna go to school, but we had to. Every February, it was scary in them classrooms. Shimmy y'all, shimmy gay. Old dirty bastards can't own dirty slaves, so they own dirty masters. Black dot found a pot as a youngin' broke it down for a son. And now he serve it to the masses Black mass, man, it's time to rock I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God Black mass, man, it's time to rock I had to find a way, I couldn't find a job Couldn't find a prayer, couldn't find a God Excellence, a product of my residence From four score to 44, Obama was the president I told mama I ain't trying to go to church I'm like Adam, every Adam is a product of the dirt And I've been reaping what he sold I got the product, got the dirt And I can teach you what I know But then you got him put in work You in trouble if you waiting on the government I told my bro I make it out the hood And that's a covenant This program is brought to you by Paper, Tutors for All. The last couple of years haven't been easy for students. Kids are struggling. Schools and families are too. But what if there are new ways to help? 
What if tutoring was part of every student's experience? What if it was available 24-7 and free? When schools choose paper, students get free 24-7 access to tutors. And if you're listening to this right now, there's a good chance your child's school already has paper or will be adding it very soon. Visit paper.co and find out more.